everybody, welcome to the So Weird Podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. I'm Zach. And today we have a very special episode because we are talking about the original season three of So Weird, the season that we never got. As you recall, last episode we talked about Twin, and the original ending for Twin would have had not ended with Fee's tearful reunion with her father, but originally it was supposed to end with Fee's father tumbling off the roof and Fee crying on the rooftop. So the big question that people have asked John Cooksey is, what would season three have been about if he had stayed? And we are fortunate enough to have the answer in the FAQ. Yeah, and and we should mention beforehand that we have, because, you know, we've all been part of the So Weird fandom for so long, we've been in contact with the writers and showrunners. We have a lot of documents and information about what season three might have been like if it had gone as originally planned which is what we'll be talking about tonight. But for most of us, what we have previously known about the original season three came from the FAQ. And this is the answer that John Cooksey provided when asked what season three would have been like if he'd still been around. He said, season three would have tied a number of things together. We would have discovered that the aliens who crash landed in memory were actually trying to contact Fee, but because they were seen, they had to erase the town's memory and leave. They returned in Listen, where she heard them speak telepathically because of the wheat from the crop circles, and were seen a third time in Roswell, where Fee got her hands on an alien English translator, and where Molly had a prescient dream about Rick being connected to the aliens. Many of Molly's lyrics, such as those in In the Darkness, also would have turned out to be premonitions of things to come. In the fourth alien episode, an alien would appear to Fee, and they would touch fingers, as Molly foresaw in Roswell. The alien would then start speaking, and Fee would run to get her alien English translator, which would work imperfectly, but well enough. The alien would explain that it, too, was a teenager and had lost a parent, just as she lost Rick. It would tell her that the same thing was happening on every planet in the universe that had sentient life on it. Evil, in other words, is invading the entire universe and that she is the destined leader in that fight against evil. The alien then has to leave, and Fee asks how she can contact it. The alien points at her web browser, the star.star universal gateway, and tells her to upgrade. Yeah, he continues saying that in a later episode, Fee then goes to find Tad Raxall and tells him she needs him to turn the universal gateway browser into a real universal gateway. He harnesses Setsi, making it into a transmitter instead of a receiver, and works in the translator so that Fee can email the aliens for information. This is made possible by using the fourth dimension as the internet of the universe. He says, well, you get the idea. Turns out Rick and Molly were destined to get together and have Fee, and Jack was destined to be Fee's protector. Fee fights the force of evil, wins, and if we can... Uh, if we could get away with it, manages to pull her father back from the afterlife as compensation for the fact that he was killed before his time. And if there were more seasons, it went on from there. It's pretty pretty heavy-handed on the aliens, which surprised me when I first read about it. Because, I mean, I know that the aliens were kind of featured in the first couple seasons, but I don't know, they seem to be the main element of season three just from this answer. 
I feel like the alien element is like the sub story arc that they more fully developed in ideas. And it's such a shame that it never paid off. I'm still so angry at the season three alien episode that we got where the aliens were portrayed as moronic <laughs> because there was no correlation to what we had learned about the aliens so far in the series. Well, and there was no correlation confused. in season three with anything that had happened yeah, in the first two seasons. I am still confused about transplants and I just wish we could have seen where they were going with that. Uh, well, it seems to me that season three as originally planned would have attempted to tie together a lot of the story ideas from the first two seasons. We have the alien thing coming back. We have Tad Raxel coming back and it all feeds together into the greater story arc about Fiona trying to find out what happened to her father and all of that. I'm fine with, I think it sounds a little heavy handed and who knows how it actually would have played out if this had made it into production. My only real issue though, with season three as it's described in this FAQ is the idea that the series or the season would have ended with Fiona actually bringing her father back to the living world, which I don't know how you guys feel about that, but I always feel that basically undoing Rick's death and having him come back to life would kind of be an odd way of handling it. I feel like it would somewhat invalidate so much of the series being about loss and grief and dealing with the death of a loved one. So I don't really like that idea. Uh, I would prefer that in my brain, I always sort of pictured it, Fiona somehow, you know, freeing her father's spirit from being imprisoned in some sort of darker dimension or something. And that would have been fine by me. What do you guys think of that? Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think I've seen many shows where they, you know, someone's died and it's impacted the lead person and they actually were able to bring them back because Sometimes they can bring them back, but it's a short amount of time. But usually it's like, you know, life is precious, as they say. So you just want to make the most of it. And bringing them back, it's kind of like, um, yeah, like you said, the first two seasons, there's so much loss in a lot of episodes. So it's like, you know, I wouldn't have liked it. Yeah, I just think about like the logistics of it more than anything. Like having Rick come back, how would the rest of the world handle this? I mean, Rick was a rock star, right? And then he died and he comes back. Like, I don't know. That's kind of where my brain goes. And well, also, that's a, I hadn't thought about that. That's a good way of pointing it. I mean, they were a world famous band, you know, so him coming back to life would be pretty hard to explain. Yeah. And then I wonder, like, would he have his same body or would he have to have someone else's body because his own body probably decayed by that point. Yeah. I don't know. Just I, that's where my brain goes. I'm a weirdo. But <laughs> well, for a series that is supernatural and the paranormal, I think it would be fitting. And considering this is a kid series, that would be like the ultimate happy ending. So I am a fan of this original ending. I feel like it would be so much more satisfying than just a tearful goodbye on the rooftop. Yeah. I think the way it would have worked best for me is if it ended right when she brought him back so Agreed. that you don't really see the aftermath. It's just like, Oh, she did it. Okay. The end. You know? <laughs> yeah. And then you just imagine what would happen next. Agreed. There is a question on the FAQ that says that asks, did you have any specific notes about the finale? And John Cooksey says, I anticipated Fee going to hell in episode 65 and pulling her father back into this dimension which would have involved the powers that be manufacturing him a whole new body since his old 
one is rotting in his grave. <laughs> then if the series went on, I thought he'd be pulled back into the other world and Fee would have to go in after him, maybe spending an entire season in a different dimension from ours. But I never got more specific than that. Okay, now this is something I have thought about a lot, and I want your guys' opinion on this. What do we think um, that the depiction of hell or the dark dimension or whatever they would have ended up calling it would have looked like, you know, if done for the Disney Channel and on a Disney Channel TV budget? Because I'm just envisioning, like, you know, I, I guess a lot what a Nightmare looked like, you know, darkened, weird rooms with a weird sort of purple or dark blue filter over it. Lots of, I don't know, I'm seeing curtains billowing or something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I always just pictured basically kind of like Will of the Wisp, a very blank set with maybe some mm -hmm. other lighting than green. Right, and some fog. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was actually picturing the Nexus from Will of the Wisp, only with red lighting instead of green. Yeah. Or like a long hallways like we saw on Banshee when she's in the castle. Yeah, obviously it would have had to have been something kind of simplistic in that regard. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's just I, the idea, like, in, in what universe do they get away with that? Like, actually having <laughs> their protagonist descend into hell to rescue her father. I mean... It's basically supernatural before there was a supernatural. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, they kind of... I guess you're right. They did pull some people back from hell and supernatural. Just not the... Well, I'm not going to spoil anything. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Still haven't seen that show. That Dean went to hell. <laughs> yeah. They literally had a main character go to hell and come back. Yeah. I, I think one other thing that's interesting is that he mentions, you know, the possibility of there being more than just a third season. And that's actually something that I noticed in the new documents we have, that at the top of one of the documents, it actually says season three plus ideas. Which is cool, but sad. I mean, so that implies that the So Weird writers didn't know about the three-season rule Disney had, or what is it, the 65-episode rule Disney had in place at the time? Or they were just really hoping that they would ignore it. Mm. <laughs> Have we talked about that before on this podcast, about how, at the time, Disney had a this a limit on their shows where they would run for 65 episodes, which would equal about three seasons for most shows, which I think was something they did because the idea was the core audience would have aged out of the program by that time. And uh, I know, uh, I believe it was Kim possible that actually got a fourth season. And I think there were other more recent Disney channel shows that got to go on longer than that. I think it was that. So Raven that yeah. was All the right. first show that went over 65. Okay. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's an important thing to point out because a lot of people think that So Weird was canceled, but it wasn't canceled. It just ended at 65 episodes, like all the other shows back then. Um, so as I said earlier, we have a lot of these documents that we have gotten a hold of over the years. And honestly, I, I don't know anything about this. So how did we come into possession of all these uh, documents on what season three would have been like? Or could have been like. Maybe we shouldn't say this. <laughs> oh, is this? Okay, they fell off the back of a truck. All right. Well, <laughs> some of them actually came to us from someone in Conrad's hideout, the old board back in the day. The infamous Conrad's Conrad hideout. Journal. Yeah. But others came from other sources. Will we be making some of these documents available? I, I think there was some talk of putting them on the forum and such. They've been on the forum. Okay. 
we'll just put them in a centralized location. I'll create a new thread in the from the cast and crew board that has mm-hmm. links just to these documents we're talking about tonight. I wanted to say about the summary that we got from the FAQ. Um, when I first read that, and I didn't have any other documents, um, like you said, Zach, it sounded so heavy-handed. It sounded like so much going on that it was going to feel different than how simple season one and two was. So I actually wasn't really excited about all of that because I felt like oh, this is going to be a, a new show that's like way more drama drama based. But once we got the other documents and I actually read all of the the episode ideas that they had, I just like it, it was going to be kind of like season one and two. They were going to have kind of simple, silly episodes here and there, more serious episodes. It was just, you know, all going to be spread out. And probably the last episodes are going to be more focused on the main storyline. Right. Yeah. As as John Cooksey puts it, it sounds like season three would have been more ser- more serialized. But um, from the looks of it, uh, it would have been more episodic like the first two seasons. And I imagine most of the stuff that Cooksey talks about would have been like I'm picturing kind of a big two parter to wrap up the whole series. Two mm-hmm. or three episodes at the end there. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we should just say before we get into this that uh, we should take everything within these documents with a huge grain of salt because right. it seems like this was like basically a doc. One of these looks like a document where they just kind of entered a, a note whenever it popped up in their head. So it wasn't, you know, necessarily going to happen this way, but these were the ideas they had. Right. Yeah. I mean, these basically. I'm looking at them here. A lot of them, it just seems to me like they had all the writers in the writer's room pitch ideas and they got, you know, these are the things that got written down. We don't know how many of these would have actually gone to episode, but some of the uh, pitches here are pretty interesting. I think. Maybe we could talk about the, uh, the episodes that are about the aliens first. Okay. Because that's the most important stuff. Well, um, we did kind of go over a little bit in the summary about the alien coming and telling fee that she's like the destined one and all that. Yeah. And uh, looking at the pitches here, uh, it sounds like they wanted to do an episode uh, about what they call earth drawings, which um, I don't know if anybody here is familiar with the Nazca lines, which are these giant, I think they're in, uh, I'm going to get this wrong. I think they're somewhere in South America in Peru or Argentina or someplace like that. They're giant illustrations that have been carved into the rock walls or or floor grounds. Mm -hmm. And for years, people wondered how they were made. And there was a lot of speculation that some sort of aliens must have done it. I think um, since then, they've actually figured out that they were probably made by just putting the lines down um, in a connective fashion. But um, yeah, it sounds like they would have done something with that. Yeah, it says that they would have had be in a small plane to see weird carvings appearing on the earth. Nobody can figure out what they are, but Fiona sees the pattern and has this weird midair experience that seems to be associated with the Native American belief about some giant god who makes his mark in Colorado. And it says that this would be a red herring for a later discovered idea that these things are actually alien runways. Right, and for a long time, people said that the Nazca lines and other Earth drawings like that might be runways for alien spaceships. So I definitely think that's what they were drawing on. Mm-hmm. I, I can see in my head the 
you know, Fiona, the cold open, the Fiona narration would have talked about that. I can see the stock footage they would have played, you know. And the um, the notes we have for what are listed here as Alien episode number four and Alien episode number five slash Tad Raxwell number three sounds like it would have covered the stuff that John Cooksey talks about in the FAQ about the universal gateway and all that. Yeah, which is a little strange to me and hard to follow at this point. Like the the universe would be connected through the spirit realm. Uh, I mean, that's cool, I guess, but a little. <laughs> it's actually like it's connected through the internet because it says that she's now able to email other planets, and she learns that there are other fees out there, like people who had lost their their parent, like she has, and sees what the aliens know about the spirit worlds. Okay, because it it says. Something about Fee realizing there's no space-time in the spirit world, and so all sentient life forms are equally close to everything that's happening there. Uh, we give birth to the idea that the spirit world is the internet of the universe, a vehicle for instantaneous communications with other species. This just sounds so 90s to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it sounds pretty heady, and it kind of sounds to me like they were, were sort of thinking of a kind of desperate way to connect the two, two, two of the mysteries they've talked about on the show with the aliens and the whole spirit world thing. And I don't know how um, uh, smooth that would have come out. It seems a little convoluted to me, but who knows? You know, they obviously, I think if they the scripts had been written and they had gone to production, they would have maybe hammered out some of the uh, bumps there. Mm-hmm. Interesting that it's noted that the reason why the aliens were trying to contact them was because there's a war going on between good and evil and great danger for those who get too close, like Fiona. Yeah. Uh, we also learn in this FAQ that Tad Raxel would have helped with this, setting up the Universal Gateway, and he would have died somehow in the process. It doesn't oh, really? sound like too ja- dangerous of a job, but I guess it is. Yeah, and it, it says he would have had a heroic death made possible by finally shifting his thinking and accepting possibilities outside of science and logic. And then uh, it's interesting because it brings up that this would continue the theme of sacrifice, the episode where the uh, the Civil War soldier doesn't believe in Bigfoot and then he sacrifices himself for this thing he didn't believe in in the first place. And, and that's interesting. That's a cool idea. Interesting. I, I missed that Tad Raxel was supposed to die. That's pretty heavy. That's I feel the, like they never would have gotten away with that, though. Yeah. I, I feel that way about it? a lot of the ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they did, it would be one of those episodes like James Gar that only aired a couple times ever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it says he may also die in this episode. Uh, but it sounds like they were really gunning for it, hoping he'd get a good death. So, but yeah, Disney probably wouldn't have let it ever happen. So, do we want to move on to Triangle here? Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so okay. one of the things we actually, uh, through our, you know, our mysterious sources, which shall remain unnamed, we have um, actually acquired what appears to be a full-blown outline. Um, I believe we would call this a treatment here in the business uh, for one of the proposed season three episodes, which would have had the uh, had Fiona taking on the Bermuda Triangle, which first off, I just think it's cool. That was one of the topics they wanted to cover, because when you think about sort of the classical supernatural mysteries we talk about a lot in American popular culture, the, the Bermuda Triangle is certainly way up there. I mean, I know, you know, when I was a kid, 
my parents had the original In Search Of book. I don't know if any of you are familiar with the old TV show In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy, um, but there was a book and, you know, Bermuda Triangle is like chapter two. So it was definitely something that was very much in the pop culture sphere at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like a really solid, it would have been a really solid episode in my opinion, just from what we yeah. know from this outline here. Well, I love alternate universe, you know, that, that uh, what is the trope? Yeah, I like alternate universe episodes and television shows, except for uh, Pin Pal in season three of So Weird. Yeah, I was <laughs> going to say, season three <laughs> did kind of tackle the whole alternate universe thing, though maybe not um, quite as how it was originally envisioned here. And, uh, you know, looking at the idea of pitched ideas, a couple of these did sort of make it into season three. Like I know here in the idea folder, we have um, a circus episode or a carnival mm-hmm. episode, which they ended up doing in um, season three and voodoo was pitched at this point and that ended up being filmed. A so a few episode too. Right. Right. Yeah. That one too. So a few of these actually did uh, make it to fruition, though who knows how they would have uh, looked, you know, if Fiona had stayed on the show. Yeah. But anyway, getting back to um, triangle here, <laughs> Bermuda triangle, excuse me. I mm-hmm. love that the premise for this episode is that Fiona enters a world where her father never died in the accident. He got to where he was going and she gets to spend time with him. And one of my favorite notes is that they would have given her a little brother who had been played by Patrick Levis's real life little brother. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, it it does um, the whole idea of having an episode where Fiona actually goes to, I mean, I guess we should mention the concept. Um, She's visiting her grandmother, Valerie in Tampa, Florida. And, um, they go down on a small airplane and Fiona and the pilot would, well, the pilot would drive into something like an Aurora, an Aurora Borealis or a fog bank or something. And then they would land in an alternate universe. Whereas Kat said, um, Rick is still alive and the Phillips family is completely living a completely different life. And uh, there's something in here about how uh, that universe is Fiona is away from the house for a day. So we have kind of Fiona assuming our the Fiona from the show's main universe, assuming the life of this alternate universe, Fiona for a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the whole idea of doing an episode where Fiona gets to see her dad and interact with her dad. That sounds like it would have been a tearjerker. Yeah. I'll also have some lighter notes. Like it says that she's humorously obsessed with something else besides the paranormal because right. she had no interest in that in this universe. Yeah. And it, it's so funny that, you know, at, for the fandom, which is, you know, the four of us, uh, this does sound like <laughs> <laughs> this does sound like a it's a real what if scenario, which is kind of funny because it's a what if scenario for the character too. You know, what if her father had lived? You know, her life would be Fiona's life would be completely different. Um, and you know, just you, who's to say if that had been filmed, how it would have turned out? And obviously, a lot, probably a lot, would have changed in between the pitch we are reading here and the final episode. But yeah, this sounds like it would have been a classic. I think. Mm-hmm. It sounds like Fee wouldn't just, you know, spend her time in this alternate universe just enjoying being with her dad. It, it actually would have had some relevance to the main plot because she would find out about what her dad did in this alternate universe to fight evil, which I think is smart, a smart decision. Um, so I don't it says she wouldn't have found out everything, but some sort of information from him. Yeah, and she she would have had to, I guess, sacrifice, you know, her happiness of being there and not being able to live that life to go back because 
she has to go back to her universe and do what her destiny is. Right. And that sounds like a real poignant conclusion that it would have ended with Fiona having to give up sort of this more ideal life in this alternate universe to go back to her, her real life her actual life. Um, we also see this take a toll on Molly as well. Cause at the end of the episode, it says that Fia had smuggled back a CD from the PK Phillips Kane bands from the alternate universe and plays a song for Molly. So there's a note like, yikes, how sad for Molly, the life unlived. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is so sad. If he would tell her she would have had another son, which yeah. is, terrible i can't believe he would do that but <laughs> the pkb thing is cool i wonder if the molly in the main universe would have ended up taking on some of those songs maybe not probably too sad but and hey it would have given us an opportunity for another song there so yeah um well to leap off of you know we were talking about Bermuda triangle apparently this was not the only alternate universe idea that was pitched in season two because um there was something about how there would have been uh two ricks maybe an evil rick or something right yeah, the idea that so far we've seen Rick being like a source of help to Fee. Like we've seen it in season two with the troll episode where he gives Fiona the answer. It's presumed in twin from what we saw where we think he's sending her messages and is playing with the same idea that was originally going to be presented in twin where evil spirits are manipulating Fiona with her father's name and doing evil actions in his name so she can't tell if she's really contacting her father or if it's a malicious spirit instead. Right, and I think in uh, one of the uh, season three notes we have, they even refer to this idea as my two ghost dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where there's like an evil ghost dad and he can't tell which one's the real Rick. Right, um, which would have been a pretty interesting idea. Like, um, it sounds to me like one of the ideas that probably wouldn't have gotten approved, but um. yeah, especially because, I mean, it sounds like Fee would, it says Fee would figure out which one it was based on one of them would make a sacrifice for her and she'd figure out, Oh, that has to be my dad. But then after the, he gets cut off from reality for, for some reason, she'd still fear that the real dad could have been a trick. So it's hard to imagine them having Fee, uh, you know, feel, like wondering if her, her real dad is even real, like for the rest of the season. Right. Know. And, um, and then uh, sounds like, sounds to me like some of the ideas from triangle were either taken from, or would be reused in an episode that would have been called the Nile hotel. It sounds like it, de it deals with some of the same ideas. I should say. I love the premise of the Nile hotel kind of based off the song with hotel California. Yeah. It sounds like that to me too. Yeah. So basically they all check into a hotel and then they start to forget all their troubles, which includes Rick's death. And then they don't want to leave because whenever they start to leave, it all comes back, all the pain with it. And they just kind of go back into the hotel. It sounds like. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, an interesting idea, kind of a, a pretty heady idea for an episode about how sort of our, our sadness and our grief is sort of, who, who we make us makes us who we are. It's, it's an interesting idea for sure. And it sounds to me like some of that, some of those concepts might've been reused in triangle, which seems to me was a little further along in production than this one. Well, they also made a note to keep it away from that episode because the theme is pain makes us who we are. Right. And That's I think this would be such an interesting episode to see. 
they haven't thought at all with through because there are a lot of questions in the notes like well who created this hotel where did it come from how does it work so i'm not sure if they would have finished up and made this an actual episode but i really wish they had because it sounds so intriguing yeah i, I would have really liked the part where fee is figuring out that um you know her memories some of them don't make sense or like some stuff's out of place and i think it would be another example of fee having to make a hard decision again of bringing the whole family out of there instead of them being at peace so i would have really loved to see this episode but it also reminds me of the season three episode still life oh yeah oh, a little trapped in the painting yeah, they're all trapped in a painting and they're all happy there and they all don't want to leave. And Annie brings yeah. stuff to make them leave. Oh, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not get there yet. Yeah, Annie, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Annie? Uh, so, <clears throat> well, it seems to me like something the uh, writers of the show really wanted to do with season three and why I think it really was planned to be the end of the series. Uh, is they wanted to bring back a lot of the characters and concepts that they had played around with in the first two seasons. Um, because we have notes here about how, obviously we've talked about the whole alien thing coming full circle, but um, Brick Rue would have been back. The Strangeling book would have been back. The Angel from the episode Angel would have returned. All these things would have come up again. Also, on a lighter like, note, Clue would have been back. Yes. They wanted to bring him back as a guest star, have a heart-to-heart -heart and Clue and Ned about girls idea about clue falling in love with a ghost which right. is so funny because of his line in escape about the girl he says yeah. i don't care if she is a ghost that's my future wife yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and then I, he would have actually fallen in love with a ghost <laughs> and am i mistaken in saying that somewhere hidden in these notes they actually do suggest that uh fiona and clue maybe would have developed as a potential romantic couple did i misread that yes. or mm-hmm that's in there okay. too. Which, yeah, well, I know there are people I, out there who ship it. So <laughs> I kind of see it or I kind of saw it, but I wouldn't have really cared either way, to be honest. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. we've talked about before how we don't, you know, one of the things we like about So Weird is that it's not really a show about romance. And the whole thing with Fiona and Clue is I kind of feel like they're more brother and sister than anything else. But I guess it would also sort of make sense. I mean, you have two teenagers on a bus together. They don't that aren't really interacting with a lot of other people their own age, you know, stuff happens. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. It would have depend a lot on how it would play out. Yeah, it sounds like when it happened quickly, it says that Fee would have started noticing Clue and that whatever was going to happen wouldn't pay off for a couple of years. Hmm. So. And um, and Gabe would have come back too. they would have brought that up as well. Yeah. So there that would have been a senior prom episode. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of my favorite season three ideas. The idea that Jack is upset about his senior prom because he doesn't get to have one being on tour. So Molly has surprised him by setting up one at a venue just for him with herself as a band and gave his flight out to be as a date. And then there's some sort of phenomenon. They don't get into details about it, but Fee and Gabe have to team up to put it back in the box. And my favorite prince is that Molly sings a song about the night Jack was born. I think that's really cute. Yeah. It, yeah, it sounds like it would have been a cute episode. And it would have been cool to have Gabe back, for sure, to see her again. And, yeah, and then um, there's also notes about 
the them visiting a high school that's pretty old where unknown students have been appearing taking old subjects like latin and their kids who had been killed in an influenza epidemic returning to school to complete their education or because some of them just weren't aware that they died or just had unfinished business they weren't quite sure about the details about that uh, you know, this is something I think we talked about this. We, we've talked about some of these things before about Jack being a reincarnation of a knight and Rebecca eventually returning in previous episodes. But yeah, obviously they would have gotten to that in season three as well, which I think is one of those fabled season three ideas we've talked about so much. I think we so weird fans have spent a lot of time thinking about it that to see it actually play out would have been really cool. Mm-hmm. There are some <laughs> interesting ideas uh in that description of the episode. Uh, one thing that they said that I thought was funny is they mentioned Jack. They could maybe have Jack be the founder of the O'Shannon line as a reincarnated knight. And it said, is it too weird? And I was like, yeah, that that's too weird. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think they should have ever gone there. <laughs> we want to talk about when the Strangeling book comes back and Jack like it kind of starts believing or his thinking is they say that his thinking or something is shifting and Molly is starting to believe. Yeah. I saw something about that. So basically we would have found out why Rick had the uh, strangling book in the first place. And we would have, it sounds like they would have used that as a way to explore uh, Molly's witchcraft or, or her, her witch lineage or something like that. Um, that would have come up a lot. Yeah. And it sounds like feet or uh, Molly will start to realize that, you know, she's been in denial about her own uh, experience with witchcraft and it's kind of not helping Jack either. Like he's not, he's in denial of the things that are right in front of his face. So I guess Molly will start being more open to everything and then Jack will follow suit. Yeah. It sounds yeah, to me that would have been a, that a main theme of the third season of Molly and Jack sort of, we've talked before about how, you know, both of them denying these obviously blatantly supernatural things they've witnessed. And it sounds like season three would have had them finally coming to the realization that yes, lots of weird things have happened to them over the years. That would have been really cool to see. I think. Yeah. I would love to see that character development. Uh, yeah, and just in general, I love the whole idea of how season three, as originally planned, would have brought back a lot of characters and concepts that they had already mm-hmm. seen before. I, I love that sense of completeness, of coming everything coming full circle. And the development of the characters, I think one of the more interesting points in here is the note that says, the second episode to mid-season has Molly becoming more concerned about Fee's obsession following her dangerous experience. So she shuts down Fiona's website and tries to redirect Fee's energies. And because of this, we get hints that Molly has the deeper fear that something may happen to Faye along the lines of what happened to Rick. That is too cold, Molly. Shutting down <laughs> Fee's website. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then Fee would have to pirate her access. So <laughs> there definitely would be some mistrust there. Yeah. So, you know, again, we all we can say is just wonder how it would have looked like because a lot of it sounds like some pretty cool stuff. And just one more thing about Molly uh, and Rebecca and the reincarnated night thing. It sounds like they really were planning on Molly and Rebecca meeting up again. Oh, yeah, at some point. We can see that, though, in Avatar when we find out Rebecca's email address. They were definitely planning on using that again. I I guess it makes sense. Like, it would have happened at some point if 
Rebecca had been contacting Fee, but I just love Rebecca so much, the episode and the emotional weight of it all, and then for them to just meet up again in a later episode. Eh. Well, you know, we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Now okay. we can talk about the episodes that we like. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of uh, ideas that were thrown around and that obviously I think were pitched. And some of these to me sound really, really interesting. And I don't know how, if, how, if any of them would have actually made it into an episode. But the one that really intrigues me is listed here as Up. Uh, yes. You know, which <laughs> it, sound, it would have been an episode that played out in real time with no dialogue. And it would have involved a lot of stuff of Fiona on the bus in the middle of the night by herself and something like um, ghosts be being caught up in this this repetitive behavior of some sort of haunting. And just the idea of doing a So Weird episode that would have been with no dialogue and playing out in real time, to me, sounds really experimental and cool. And I would have liked to have seen them try and pull that off. Yeah, I thought it sounded so neat, too. But, and I agree, it would have been it would have really stood out because there wouldn't be any dialogue and it would have just all been on the bus. Very different from anything else we'd seen. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Will of the Wisp when I was reading it, that idea of just having that one kind of like boring almost setting. <laughs> well, not, not boring. I mean, you know, uh, it would be a bottle episode, so I guess what we would call it. Yeah. Them. Yeah. But I don't know if it would have ever aired in the way that they had planned it in this episode. I think they had two versions of the story for why the ghost was haunting Fee. Right. And one of them was about a you know, two cup, a couple committing suicide, driving their car over a, the mountain. Uh, and I just don't see. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to see Disney going for that, but um, <laughs> it, it sounds like a really cool idea for an episode. I would have loved to have seen them pull that off. Yeah. It's the lover's leap whole phenomenon type of thing. Right. Um, and another one that I think sounds kind of cool is an episode that might've been called house, which would have been about um, sort of a different take on a haunted house concept where the house is not haunted by ghosts. The house is actually a living organism that disguises itself to just look like a house. Um, and that I have no idea how they would have pulled that off on a so weird Disney channel budget, but it sounds like a really cool idea. It kind of reminded me of the decom smart house. Okay. I, I was yeah. thinking Jumanji for some reason. <laughs> Okay. I was thinking it sounded like an episode straight out of Doctor Who. I don't know if there's anything out there that's quite like this episode, but it, it sounds like something you could imagine the Doctor investigating. Well, actually, I was about to say, um, I think there was an episode of Extreme Ghostbusters that was kind of similar to that. Um, I may be wrong. I may be misremembering. I haven't seen that show in a long time, but I seem to recall something similar to that. And that was airing around the same time, so that would have been interesting. There's another episode that stood out to me. It seemed like it would be cool to see. It was called Circus of the Dead. Mm. And uh, it says they go to a circus full of death-defying acts. Someone seems to die, falls off a trapeze with no net, and yet doesn't. They just get up and walk away. Fee discovers that the ringmaster has enslaved spirits, forcing them to go to work for them, creating their personal hell. Cruelty kept them from going into the light. Yeah, yeah and that, that's another one I don't know if they would have been able to pull off. That sounds a little too dark. <laughs> it does, but well, they, it seems awesome. They did something similar, though, with enslaving people in the season three that we did get in the carnival episode. Yeah, and that's why I said earlier, I think maybe some of those ideas might have been recycled for the season three episode. 
Yeah, I think that one definitely was. And and something that's just cool is looking through this list is just some of the sort of standard supernatural ideas that were in pop culture at the time getting picked up, like an episode about um, EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, ghost voices being captured mm-hmm. on radio recording devices. That's something they talked about. Uh, doing that an is one of my about. favorite pitches in here, the ghost voices episode that mixes, mixes ghost voices with voice recognition software and starts with Jack accusing Fee of messing up his homework and gradually they realize that their computer's microphone is picking up voices they can't hear. I feel like that would be perfect for today's world where you hear these stories about Amazon's Alexa just laughing randomly. <laughs> I feel like it would tie nicely with that. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds for sure like a so weird episode to me. And uh, another, you know, they have ideas in here about the crystal skulls, which I think um, uh, would have become much more famous with the fourth Indiana Jones movie. But so weird would have been a little ahead of the curve on that one, bringing that one into the pop culture. And um, the energy vortex in Sedona, Arizona is another you know, sort of mystery paranormal topic people talk about. That's another episode that was pitched. There would have been a unicorn episode that was pitched. A lot of really cool ideas that were considered for season three. I like the one of the old lady putting pentagrams all over the town to sell everyone's souls. I don't know. I just like evil old ladies (laughs) who want to be immortal. And then it's just kind of ironic because in the end she was close to completing her mission, but she ended up being so old. Like she'd been doing it since she was young. That's funny to me. And there would have been an episode inspired by the elf King legend from Scandinavia, which is cool, which is something I've read about. And that could have been neat. This idea of this uh, entity who lives in the woods that abducts kids um, and sort of spinning something out of that there. That would have been cool. Yeah, and then there was another pitch about guitar-making elves that Molly okay. goes to visit an old guy who makes custom-made guitars, and Fiona discovers the secret behind it. And an alternate idea was songwriting elves, with Molly having trouble writing a tune for a CD, and comes in and finds it's been rewritten, but as a polka, a waltz, a Chinese song, etc. They were playing around with a few different ideas for the elves. Yeah, it sounds to me like that. Um, the whole guitar making elves is sort of a take on the cobbler and the elves fairy tale idea. And I don't know, that's one of the goofier ideas that are pitched here. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, same. <laughs> Another episode that I really loved was the idea of Receptor that Irene turns into a radio that receives communications in German, which she doesn't speak. And the backstory with this would be all about World War II and the Holocaust using number tattoos that start appearing on Irene's arms during her trances. I thought that would be an awesome idea, and I could already imagine the voiceover that Fee would do in the beginning. I can picture Fee's intro to this episode perfectly, with a little lesson about the Holocaust, and it would have been such an awesome episode to see. Yeah, it's it sounds like a strong idea, but that's another one I just I just don't know if they could have gotten away with it. You know? it, it never ever would have aired. I don't think Disney has ever touched the Holocaust on Disney Channel. Yeah, it's a pretty heavy topic, um, but it does sound like it would it could have been a strong episode for sure. Yeah, I, I mean I don't know a lot of kids shows that have even covered the Holocaust on any network. I think Kevin did. Yeah, I can't think of any other ones. Yeah, no, me neither. At least directly. You know, there are some episodes that have a metaphor for the Holocaust, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's clearly about the Holocaust, but it's never direct. I mean, I can think of, like, 
um, some movies that sort of hint at it. I mean, and, and you know, if you've seen the monster squad, uh, there's a supporting character in that who's a Holocaust survivor, but they don't really talk about it. You just see the concentration camp number on his wrist. Um, I don't know. You know, it, it would have been pretty daring if they had pulled it off for sure. Pretty heavy. Um, there's a few other things from these documents that would be interesting to see if they had done season three. They weren't really episodes, but they were just, um, I guess they said beats or scenes that they wanted to see. And one of them was he has a series of nightmares about a monster, um, but they appear in reality. And she realizes the villainous spirits are taking monsters from our dreams, subconscious, and manifesting them in reality. And then another scene that I would have liked to see was uh, Fee going to the intersection where Rick died and putting flowers there. Oh, yeah. I, I could see that like being kind of an epilogue to Bermuda Triangle. Mm. Um, and also, Molly was supposedly supposed to get a belly button ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be great. Fun. And then Fee would want to get a piercing, which I don't know how that would fly with Disney because you know it's <laughs> Disney. Um, I think probably they also mentioned okay with that, but they also mentioned the idea of Fee like growing up and entering high school and trying to be tough. That would have been cool to say. I guess it could have been a little overdone, though. Yeah, I mean, the idea with that is there's a lot of shows about kids growing up in high school. And one of the things we like about So Weird is that it's not that. But I mean, if the show had gone on further, obviously, Fiona getting older is something that would have come up eventually. And there's mention of doing a show at a bowling alley and having a game between the band versus the roadies. Sounds (laughs) to me. Yeah. Yeah, Cute little scenes they could have snuck in just about anywhere. The one about Irene giving Fia Tai Chi lesson. Okay, what the hell is that about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, the note about Irene being able to kick Jack and Clue's asses when they start (laughs) doing fake karate, like, that's just hilarious. I would love to see that. (laughs) I mean, sure, but it also sounds like it would have just come completely out of nowhere. I mean, like, nowhere in the history of the show up to this point have we ever seen Irene express interest in martial arts. But, um... (laughs) (laughs) But she's always been badass, so, you know, it wouldn't have been too much of a stretch. I I guess. I don't don't know. That would have been a weird one. Uh, Yeah. um, now, do we want to talk about some of the season three pitches that we are not too hot on? Do we want to, are we ready to go to that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Because there's this one premise, one pitch for an episode called the unhappy man, which to me, well, first off, that sounds like the name of a bad creepypasta now, doesn't it? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> which basically would have concerned a, a, some sort of, uh, a man with, the ability to drain people's good moods and going around making people unhappy and causing them to have bad days. And it just, to me, sounds like the corniest idea for an episode. <laughs> like I, I can see it coming to fruition, but it would have been like a, a season three, an actual season three episode idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> see, when I first Agreed. read it, I yeah. liked it, but I think I had just liked the idea of, I don't know, people just acting differently and then Fee having to bring them back, which a lot of episodes are like that. But yeah, when I when I read about it and think more and more, it just sounds like a season three Annie episode. <laughs> like yeah, it could go along with like the, the B episode and oh boy. Other episodes like that. <laughs> 
Um, and there's one here that I think yeah, this idea of like uh, giant dust mites, you know, yeah. it, it, going into it yeah. thinking it's sort of a haunted house scenario and it ends up being giant dust mites, which could potentially be kind of fun, but I can't imagine them pulling off that special effect in any way that didn't look terrible. That would yeah. be like a germaphobe episode. It reminds me a lot of that episode of Hey Arnold where Sid's terrified of germs. I feel like it would go in that direction. It just sounds kind of boring to me. I don't think I would have liked yeah. it at all. And then the episode about the snake girl, a girl in the carnival who's a sideshow, half girl, half snake, but is really changing as a way to go with Fee's changing body story. Like, that sounds, <laughs> It seems to me they really, really wanted to do a creepy carnival slash circus episode. You know, we have, <laughs> we have two separate pitches with that concept. So it sounds to me like that was something they really, really wanted to do. The one that seemed boring to me was the old West Ghost episode. Uh, I mean, that could have been okay, but it doesn't, it, it just sounds like something we've seen other shows do before. Yeah, and whenever it's about the Western, those, uh, not ghost towns, but, you know, the Western towns and cowboys and all that, I just zone out. <laughs> no interest in that? <laughs> no, not at all. And another one is a 17-year cicada story. The idea that a town only appears, or rather the population of it only comes to life periodically to avoid predators that sounds pretty weird but it also reminds me a little bit about the season three that we got with the b-town yeah that's a good point um well and you know they compare it to brigadoon in the notes here and since so weird has talked a lot about celtic mythology and things like that that would it could have tied into that that could have been interesting the other ones that i have on my notes where i just put no or the, the unicorn one, <laughs> yeah. and the the elf making the guitars or whatever. Yeah, well, the, uni the unicorn one could have been fun. It sounds to me like it might have been a Ned focused episode, which would be neat. Uh -huh. Um, and that's sort of a classical fairy tale concept that I think so weird could have rolled with. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, a lot of these depend on how they would have been executed. Yeah. I mean, like the troll episode, I guess when if we had read the idea for that, like people turning into vegetables, it would have sound horrible, but that episode's good. Yeah. yeah. We like that episode. I don't know how oh. the rest of the fandom feels about it. <laughs> so one of the things about the, that I thought was interesting was the Unhappy Man episode was actually written with um, Jay Brizzo in mind. I don't know how you say that last name, but he is, um, he ended up acting in season three. Uh, he was the teacher in the detention episode. So I thought that was cool that they brought him on anyway, even if they couldn't have that episode. Was it possible he's like a friend with one of the writers or something? I'm not really <laughs> sure. Maybe a writer likes him as an actor. Just wanted him on. Oh, and we would have found out, uh, just one more thing is that we would have found out that the tour matched up with the supernatural ley lines. Which right, kinda, yeah. Kind of ties into season three a little bit. At least the idea of Fee being a lightning rod, which I don't know how I feel about that. But anyway. Yeah, well, you know. That actually goes along with the line that the Wisp told Fee and Destiny. Or was it the Will of the Wisp where the Wisp says something like, oh, they've noticed how you're following the ley lines like a little bloodhound. Ah, that's right. And, you know, and ley lines are always a popular plot device in shows like this. So it would have come up eventually, I think. 
Okay, and there are still a lot of things that we really don't have a lot of information about, like the the end of the series, the episode about the going into hell or the whatever they would have called it to rescue Rick. Like, there's still very little information about that. The one question that bugs me that we still don't have answers to is where was Rick going the night that he died? In the FAQ, it says that he never really planned that far. And I really wish somebody from the show would take the time to write out a storyline for that and leak it. <laughs> because it keeps me up at night still. <laughs> well, you know, if uh, anybody who worked on So Weird is listening to this podcast, and we know some of the former writers do listen to us, you know, that's just a, hey, you know, come on the show and defend yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or anyone at all. If you have an idea, write it fan out and fanfic. Yeah. We need more So Weird fanfics. Mm-hmm. Although I noticed there is a little more fanfiction up on fanfiction.net since the last time I checked. So. Wow, people do people still use that website? I thought, uh, what is it? An archive of our own is uh, that's the, the fan, main one. Yeah, the fan fiction site is or that's the, where it's at these days. They say it's like when you're when you're in a fandom that doesn't have much fan fiction, and you read on you read all the fix on Ao3, and you're so desperate to read more, you go to fanfiction.net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm old enough that you know when I was getting into reading and writing fan fiction, fanfiction.net was the biggest website at that time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, since then, I believe, you know, people started going to this other website because fanfiction.net outlawed all the porn. And that was like 99% of their traffic. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's still 99% of archive of our own. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, So do we want to talk about how, like how we envision season three? Are we ready to get to that point or? For me, I'm not really that creative. I can think of like ideas for season three, but what I uh, I would have really wanted to see some type of season or like a new show of I guess it would be the prequel of uh, Rick and Molly. Like yeah. they would be the leads. So how they would have met and they're them on the road and Rick investigating his stuff and then like the the angst and turmoil between Molly and Rick. That and you could have brought Rebecca be- back. Yeah. Yeah, that um, seems would have like it would be really interesting. That's how I would have liked Rebecca to come back as in flashbacks with Mo- young Molly and Rebecca. That would have been nice. Yeah, well, um, you know, for about a day I kicked around actually sitting down and maybe writing um I, it, in my brain it wasn't a season 3, it was actually a season 4, but it would have used a lot of the ideas that were kicked around for season three. Um, and I actually wrote like a short outline for a season four ep- first episode, a premiere episode. And I believe, well, I, I extrapolated off the idea that season three, as it exists, ends with this whole episode with that clip show where everybody forgets about Annie. And I would have used that as a way to write Annie out of the show or, um, <laughs> and I, I don't remember how I would have undone lightning rod and brought Fiona back into the story, but I just remember the episode that I wrote, I believe I called it um, the crossing and it would have ended with Fiona being chased through the woods by Nuktaleve, which is a fairy, an evil fairy from Celtic mythology. That's kind of like a centaur with no skin on it. Um, And I, I, I didn't get any further than that, but that's sort of, I have kicked around maybe writing a so weird fan fiction, but it's probably not a thing I'm ever going to seriously do. But I have considered it. For me, the way I envision season three is if they couldn't have had Fiona continue the storyline, 
I really wish they would have continued it with Jack taking over as the main protagonist instead. Yeah. And try to still get to the storyline about his story as a reincarnated knight. And having him get closer with his father. Because it still rubs me the wrong way how it ended in Twin, where he didn't get to see Rick, even though he was right there next to him. I mean, I, I'm so surprised they didn't try and do that. Why, you know, I mean, if Kira, when, when Kira wanted to leave the show, I'm surprised they just never consider just making Jack the main character and picking up from there. But maybe Disney demanded that the series have a female lead. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it was because of a female lead. I think it was more the pop star angle. Yeah. Because Molly's music took a backseat to Annie. They wanted something that skewed younger in the music department. Right. Yeah, I I agree with you, Kat. I I actually came up with a whole other alternate season three storyline that I wrote on the message boards and uh, talked about how they could have done it, you know, because, you know, Kara left the show, but they still could have kept the story going without Kara, at least some of the stuff from the original season three. Uh, but I'm not going to get in too into it because it's really long, but... Yeah, it would have. I think Jack. It just makes sense for Jack to have taken on, taken up the mantle, and uh, I, it would have been Jack. Actually, I think my idea was that Fee would have fallen into the portal with Rick and Twin, and then, or not the portal, but you know, fallen into the other mm-hmm. dimension or whatever, and then Jack would have had to go find her. I don't know. I would have liked that. Yeah, it just seems to me that the idea of making Jack the protagonist would have made so much more sense than what they ended up doing, but. You know, yeah. a lot of the things what they did with season three don't make sense to me. So, mm-hmm. is there any like phenomenon that you guys would have liked? Oh, definitely. Well, you know, just for one, um, when I was brainstorming ideas for you know this whole season four fanfic idea, I have never done anything with. I definitely had an idea where they would have come by West Virginia and gone to Point Pleasant and investigated Mothman. You know, that was on my list of topics I wanted to see. Um, and there's so much stuff like that that I think could have been cool. Like I, I I really enjoy reading about cryptozoology and conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And I think um, you could have gotten a lot of cool episode ideas out of that. I mean, the whole secret society thing, like Fiona stumbling upon sort of a Bohemian Ridge kind of uh, Illuminati sort of phenomenon ritual, you know, that could have been a cool idea. I really like the idea of urban legends and I wish they would have done like a Bloody Mary type of episode. Yeah, that would have been cool. Disney, they never would. Well, maybe not Bloody Mary, but like the Vanishing Hitchhiker urban legend, that would have been cool since the show was on the road anyway. I think you could have done something mm-hmm. with that. I would have liked a better astral projection episode <laughs> <laughs> where Fee is the one that astral projects and gets into that other dimension and somehow sees Rick. But, you know, on the astral plane, it's a lot of like demons and stuff like that. So it's not really Rick. It's like a demon. I would have loved to see that. Well, it sounds like they were going to cover my main things. So time travel kind of with Jack. Well, he was just, we would just see what he was like in the past, which is cool. And then um, alternate universes. So I I can't really think of anything else I would have liked to see. I'm really surprised we didn't get a time travel episode in season two. It just seems like something the show would have done. (laughs) Well, I mean, there was Fountain, which was kind of time travel, but not really. Yeah, I guess. And I guess um, the uh, episode with the, um, with the rocket, the the black hole in the backyard, that yeah, has a little yeah. bit of time travel too. So, oh, yeah. um, so is that everything? Is there anything else from these uh, lore, the ancient so weird lore we want to talk about at all? 
I think it's worth noting that they put in a note for Chrysalis, the band episode from season two, with a note asking, are they ready for that one yet? So I feel like it's kind of reassuring that they didn't give up on that episode, that they were still keeping it in mind. I just don't think it ever would have. <laughs> they want, it seemed like they wanted to so bad. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine Disney's opinion on that episode changing that much, you know, well, in the space of a year. They did an issues episode about cigarettes. Yeah, there's a that's what it's called the a very special episode. Because <laughs> uh, there's these recent YouTube videos from Funny or Die that's doing a like little series about that of these old shows that did episodes like that. So it's like a smart guy. They did an episode about like pedophiles on the internet. Oh, oh. I remember that one. That was horrible. <gasps> Oh, I like recently saw that video. Like, I had no memory of that episode for a long time. I remember watching that, and like, it was just weird. Oh, so bad. <laughs> so messed up. Yeah, so, I feel like yeah, this episode they maybe they could have gotten away with it. I don't know. the The very special episode is such a, a misbegotten phenomenon that I'm so glad that it's kind of been um, discredited these days. We I don't think you see a lot of those anymore. I, I just always think of. Uh, this is actually a Disney property, the old 90s sitcom Dinosaurs with the people in the giant dinosaur suits did an episode that was ma- that made fun of very special episodes that actually ended with the characters saying, like, you know, only you can prevent preachy issues episodes <laughs> like this. Yeah, there's that Boy Meets World episode where Sean joins like a, a cult. <laughs> oh, I wow. love that episode. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think. I think the ultimate example of that is the uh, different strokes, the the bike man, the bike shop guy who, you know, takes naked po- photos of Todd Bridges and Gary Coleman. You know, it's just... mm. <laughs> I mean, getting back to so weird, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple episodes around So Weird's Time that could have been, I guess, classified as very special episodes. There was a famous Jet Jackson episode that was about bulimia. Or there was like a bulimia subplot. And then I vaguely recall that. Yeah. Yeah. There was the Lizzie McGuire episode, which was kind of about eating disorders um, with the full house. Full house did one. Uh, They did one where one of the sisters, uh, she stopped eating because she wanted to fit in a swimsuit. (laughs) And she was eating like icicles. (laughs) Oh my God. They also did a drinking episode. Well, you know, what's always so incredibly insincere about the very special episode is it's still a sitcom. You know, the problems are still resolved in a half an hour. (laughs) Um, So we've wandered off topic a little, haven't we? Let's just go back. I think we're (laughs) done with all this, don't you? (laughs) Um, Okay. Well, we have run a little long. We knew this was going to be a long one. Um, Yeah. All right. I think we've done awesome. (laughs) Um, and you can leave that in. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's pat ourselves on the back. You know? <laughs> All right. Well, if that's um, the case, I guess, you know, that uh, that's it for this episode. You know, let us know um, in the comments and in feedback what you thought of this one. This was a little different from what we usually do. If you have any. It's a very special episode of the So Weird Podcast. It is. <laughs> yeah. I think you, you started this episode saying that. <laughs> Yes, we, you know, I, I have overcome my alcoholism and um, we're ready to move on. So, <laughs> all right. Um, well, thank you for listening. This has been the So Weird Podcast. I'm Zach. I'm Kathy. I'm Emily. And I'm Kat. And keep the faith. Are we still doing that? <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. Okay. Oh, Keep the faith. 